Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Nerdwatch Podcast. We are here live at Amazing Hawaii Comic Con, and I am so honored to have yet another legend. Holy moly. Me. (laughs) How many legends have you had so far? I tell you what. When I have an opportunity to talk to Chris Claremont, and then I have an opportunity to talk to who's currently on the podcast now, Mr. Scott Lobdell. Uh, uh, I, I, All right, so that's two legends. I've had, How many other legends I've had, have you had? I've had, who else have I? We had Joe Rubenstein on the show, not here today. Legendary. But he uh, was here as well. Okay, legendary So I've had, I've, had, I've had three legends of the comic book business on our show. Awesome. Uh, which, is fin- which is fantastic for me. That's, that's better than one. So I will tell you, <laughs> I did not think I was going to live long enough to be a legend. I thought maybe I'd be like a, a myth. Mm-hmm. And I started out as a rumor, but <laughs> to think that I've made it all the way to legend is pretty exciting. So, Scott, uh, our podcast uh, is uh, is one that encompasses all of nerddom from movies to games all to comics. All of nerddom. That is a lot to. of that pressure. cosplay the whole nine. Yeah. So for those that are not familiar with, say, comic books per se, yes. can you tell everybody why we believe that you are such a legend in the comic book business? Oh, you know what? I would... Um I would be so profoundly embarrassed to <laughs> to rattle off a list of legendary feats that I have accomplished over my over the years. But what I can do is direct you to my Wikipedia page. So <laughs> that's a good idea. If we could just play some music through this part, uh, sure, sure. <laughs> we'll we can do that. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, give them like maybe give them about ten seconds to go to Wikipedia. Okay, got it. Maybe got another it. five seconds to. <laughs> Read about me. It's our little intermission. Yep. Got it, got it. Got do, 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 do. <laughs> Don't forget to try the snacks at the bar, snack bar, and the hot dogs. Have that dancing hot have dog the, music. Yeah, got and it, the got it. Yeah, yeah. Let's all go to the lobby. Got and it. let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. And we're back. And we're back. With the Arizona. Hawaii. No, not Arizona. Why am I thinking Arizona? Oh, I'm not sure. We're, we're in Hawaii. It's yeah, amazing Hawaii Comic Con. I was thinking the USS Arizona. That's, in <laughs> That's what it was. Hawaii, right? Yes, it is, sir. Yes, yes we're it is. here on the deck of the Arizona <laughs> in Hawaii, where we have taken everybody at the convention. We brought them out for hot dogs, just like the song. And now here we this are. This is the beauty of podcast world. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're just enjoying uh, hot dogs here on the deck of the, the uh, Arizona. <laughs> Absolutely. Waiting for another bomb. To drop. <laughs> That's right. so. Hey Scott, I yes. got to ask you a question, sir. Yes. Um, uh, and I've asked this of all the all of the all of the artists that have come on the show. So I'm not special. You are this this question is it's very it's you are spe- you're more than special. Uh-huh. Um, more than spe- I got to tell you, um, but I asked this of all the artists: uh-huh. was your craft uh, yes. was it something that you had? Had as a young as a youngster, or did you harness that, or did you were you did you become more familiar with it when you became, say, more of an adult? Where where did you uh, find no, I it? I was always drawing from a very early age. Okay, was, uh, maybe as as soon as I could hold a pen pencil in my hand, I was drawing. Right, and uh, yeah, and so I mean, like some artists learn to uh, draw from. Uh, going to school and learning the art, yes, sir. Yes, and sir. some artists learn from looking at other comic book artists. Right, and I was one of those artists who like just learned from other people. So this was something that you honed yourself. It wasn't like you're, you weren't um, you weren't uh, formally trained. No, I was not formally trained. Wow, that so. is amazing. Wow. So, so Scott, this is where I was I... informally trained by a bunch of ninjas. 
in the art. Can we see of, some uh, of that? <laughs> so, Scott, <laughs> this, Whoa. Is, <laughs> this is where I introduce Alika, uh, owner of Maui Comics and Collectibles, into the podcast. Hello, Alika. Uh, How's it going? A and I here's apologize. a rebooking flight to where? Where are you going? I'm just going later to Maui. Oh, yeah. So I'm scared about packing up from this con. So, Alika, uh, since uh, uh, since everybody has visited Scott Lobdell's Wikipedia page because of this podcast, could you gush <laughs> a little bit about what, how, oh. how wonderful Scott Lobdell well, is? Well, I just want to mention how much I love the lead up to Generation X and everything. Like, that was okay. one of my favorite, favorite X Men storylines. Mm-hmm. And Generation X, I, I, like, you know, not, not to say that they aren't the biggest thing ever, but it's like. I really thought Generation X was going to take off. I would say that too. Yeah, I thought you know, like in the old days, they would, uh, you know, you would see the X Men, then you'd see Wildcat, and you'd see Cyber Force, yeah. and you'd see Wetworks, and all of them really, let's be honest, were, were ripoffs, variations. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say ripoffs. You meant you had no, a better no, word. I did not say ripoffs. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> let it be. Yeah, yeah. let yeah. it be. I noted. said it. Alika, relax, Alika. Let's get Jim Lee over. So the thing is, is that I was always. Sure, because we made a special effort not to redo. Like even when we they were, were designing such the characters, characters, man. Well, yeah, and like, when we were designing them, they were saying like the editors were saying, "Well, okay, which one's the Wolverine character and which one's the yeah, why? Colossus like, character? Who's going to have the funny Wolverine no. hat? Who has yeah. the funny Wolverine hair? Yeah, they're going to have one. The one who's too big to fit in the panel. The, and, yeah, and we we're like, no, we're not going to do like chamber of that. skin. Yeah. Chamber they were amazing X Men yeah. characters because I I was reading the collector's edition leading up to it where you get right. the stats and the little histories yeah. of the new characters, yeah. and I was like raring to go on this thing mm-hmm. and it seemed to just like Marvel didn't put juice into it or something or like well, I mean it's st- I mean it I, I as went a kid to, was it went to them, 80, so. 80 issues so that was pretty good yeah yeah but after I left they kind of you know but then it doesn't have a current incarnation which kind of trips me out because they were no I mean I do have to say from my understanding is that the title Generation X, you know, it is, was timely. Yeah, it was yeah. meant to be a '90s thing. Yeah. It's like when you look at grunge from sure, uh, but actually Gen they, that, that team kind of transcends that whole thing. Gen now it does. Still yeah. around and Generation X is still relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah. Well, what I've always wanted to do is to do like a, uh, you know, a Kickstarter or, or, or independent book and assume that these characters aged in real time. Wow. So now they're in their early 30s. And that would be such an interesting story because after that 80-issue arc where they're still young yeah. and then you pick off and meet them again, and a lot of these were young people, mm-hmm. it was like the whole X-Men trope. You and know, you could still be called them. Generation X, which would be really cool. Yeah, exactly. They'd yeah. still be Gen Xers. Well, Super the thing cool. is, is that if I did it as a creator-owned book, I'd have to... He wouldn't be able to use of a license. Course. I wouldn't yeah. use Chamber. I'd call him Beacon. And I wouldn't sure, use yeah. uh, of Skin. I'd call him... Uh, Epidermal or something, you know. Or what's the Spanish? He's Spanish, right? So what's the Spanish? <laughs> yeah, whatever the Spanish word. El skin guy. El skino. El So, so Scott, you, um, your, uh, your amazing work is something that uh, we're all familiar with, and that we all because ad- we all read my Wikipedia page. We all right, of course, and yeah, and, and and obviously admire said. your work. Now, is what is it that you uh, are? are that you is there something that you're working on now that we haven't seen yet? Is there is there something that's in your mind right now that oh, you yeah. want to in put fact, to page? I, here or? at the con, I announced my very first Kickstarter program. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. What yeah. is it? And it's it's called Fourplex. Okay. And it is about awesome. four young uh, novice superheroes who are kidnapped by this kind of a fairly innocuous supervillain. And the idea is, is he's going to 
rearrange their minds so that he can spy on the adult superheroes. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But unfortunately, something goes terribly wrong, and these kids become like Saw. Right. And they like you ravenous, know, murderous, ravenous, and they essentially like. I'll, at first, the more one and of the more heroes, I think about this premise, I just have to read it oh. because they just tear. A mud hole through the, hero, the adult <laughs> heroes and then the brainwashers. Yeah. And it starts slow, too, because at first, you know, one of the heroes dies and it looks like he died in action. And the other heroes are like, oh, wow, we feel really bad for you. The but kid heroes are carrying flowers and yep, weeping for him. Being the first ones, <laughs> first ones at the casket to, you know, pay the respects. And it's only as the series progresses that suddenly the adult superheroes realize, oh, my God, we're trapped in here with, with these psychos. Yeah. So <laughs> now, now, if anybody wants to get involved with that Kickstarter, how do we do that? Uh, just send as much corplex? money as you can. <laughs> Corplex uh, is corplex. as much money as you can. <laughs> yeah, any much, whatever money you have. Okay, send got it. it. <laughs> um, fourplex is one word: F O U R P L E X. Fourplex, fourplex. Yeah. And so we, four spelled out. Plex. And we can F-O-U-R-P-L-E-X. look it up on Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to start as a Kickstarter for about two more weeks. Oh, two more weeks. So, so it's not even on Kickstarter yet, but just stay tuned for that. Yeah, okay. this was my announcement. So, Oh, fantastic. Nice. Wow. Well, that's great news. And you heard it here first. Oh, Nerdwatch fan- exclusive. Yes, exclusive. drop in on Kickstarter. Well, um, also, Scott, uh, there uh, is there, in your, your resume uh, of what you've done, is there something that uh, you're most proud of? You are legendary for your work with the X-Men. Uh, is that something that you're during one of the of? most peak times of the X Men? Yeah, it was like obviously. that was when the X Men were the kings of the world. You know what I mean? Like right. they, that property owned everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. Is that something yeah. that you're most proud of? Or um, uh, are you? I was asking uh, Chris Claremont the same question: of Are you okay with your legacy being the X Men, or would you like to be defined by something else? Or well, you know, they, a few years ago they uh, wanted to give Peter O'Toole the. Uh, Lifetime Achievement Oscar. Sure, sure. And For a funny he, accent. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that uh, he had no interest in it because uh, that's something you give to somebody at the end of their career. Right. So similarly, I mean, I don't, you know. Good. I think that's I the answer you're efficient for, G. I think I yeah. was. Maybe. I think the most exciting things that I'm going to be doing are going to be, you know. What's next? In the future, yeah. At some that point, some people are going to be like. incredible. Yeah, at some point, people are going to be like, X-Men, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not going to be around oh, that either. Right. By the way, uh, next week... There's uh, the Jim Lee girl. Hey, Jim Lee. <laughs> By the She's way, here, ne- too. Everyone's here. Yeah. Next week, uh, Friday, it's your local Megaplex, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be seeing X-Men Apocalypse, and we're, Fox is going to uh, have another one for I, us. I wanted to kind of... I, I wanted I'm not going to get started. I wanted to kind of weave into that. You are, you are also responsible for Age of Apocalypse, yes? I'm also what? Responsible for Age of Apocalypse? Yes, that comic book, yeah. Yes, sir. Um, now, um, I don't know if you know, but do you, have they been not maybe not so much faithful, but kept into the spirit of the Age of Apocalypse for what we'll see on the big screen? Uh, I have no knowledge of it, but I don't believe so because Age of Apocalypse was very much an alternate reality right. story. Days of the Future Past was probably future closer, past was closer to that. To yeah. yeah. I agree. Right. So. Yeah. Age of the Apocalypse is, starts in the 80s and everything. Yeah, that is true. It's, it's probably more mirroring the early X-Factor stuff, but I what I have a question of is you okay. as a writer and being doing the X-Men and stuff, X-Men is an iconic property. It's like if you do Batman or Superman, it's like you did uh-huh. X-Men. Which right. I have. Yeah, exactly. Which, so, you, which you have. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. But like to put your fingerprint on properties like that and like have, but have such a 
you know, there's certain story arcs that define a character, uh-huh. and some of them happened recently. Like Age of Apocalypse is certainly one of those story arcs yes, that's going to stick with the X Men forever. Right. That's going to be retold over and over again mm-hmm. and reused. I mean, they're still doing Age of Apocalypse tie-ins. To, yeah, to this and you day. know, honestly, like I've, I've said before, like I have not done work for Marvel in a long time, but if I were to do work. I would like to do the next thing and not the last thing. No, you know, like, of course, yeah. Just, I mean, it just amazes me that they, like... They, I mean, it's And great. that's kind of frustrating for us as retailers because do, we do want fresh things. Like, mm-hmm. Age of Apocalypse was the 90s and it blew my mind when it happened. Yeah. And Well, even this uh, this new event that they did where they, you know, pretty much... I mean, both companies, frankly... They timed it really oddly. Vault and used all their old things. Secret Wars versus yeah. a, another Infinity yeah. crossover. And right. so to me, to watch, you know... You know, Heroes Reborn and Onslaught and Age of Apocalypse. It's like, you know, there is a flattering element to it. Sure. That, but that's at the what same time, it's like, let's, you know, let's see what the next sure. thing is. So. And us as fans, too. Like, I, I was, and what kind of scared me when I started Age of Apocalypse is like, how is this going to tie back into original continuity? How are they going to mm-hmm. get back on track after this alternate timeline, which you've d- established is an alternate timeline? You know. Mm-hmm. Now that's an interesting. That's an interesting. Uh, um, that's something interesting you brought up because you I finally was, said something interesting. <laughs> no, Thanks, Scott, Scott, you did because I think what. Oh, you, I did. Okay, well, I'm, you I'm, did. Okay, okay, you did. that makes more that's sense. Your well, because <laughs> what's interesting about what you have just said is, is that some of the frustration that we have as as comic book fans, like. We didn't. I don't know why there's a need to reboot the old man Logan story because that was such a great story that was already. I think we're told. on our third iteration. We're of on that a one. third iteration of that one. We have. We're you know we're rebooting the DC universe yet again, and we just rebooted the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I, are are we? Are I just we, got a text to rebooting it again. Again, <laughs> yeah, two weeks after the next reboot. <laughs> <laughs> that would really make sense, actually. So, well, you know what I mean? To me, it's like when you watch... Uh, I mean, like, look at the most exciting TV that's on right now. Uh, Walking, Walking Dead, Dead, Breaking Bad, Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones yeah. Orange is the New Black. You know, yeah. it's like... You know, to me, it'd be like if... Uh, somebody went in and said, Hey, we want to do The Walking Dead. And the network said, You know what? We have uh, this... Uh, Don't worry, it's fine. We can still hear you on the microphone. Yeah. 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 It's hard to concentrate. Oh, it's hard to concentrate? That's fine. Don't worry about it. We can, we'll pause for a second and we'll be right back. And we're back. So now what were you saying about the reboots and how terrible they are? <laughs> I wouldn't say they're terrible, but I just think, like, we talked about, like, the, uh, in other words, like. You were on independent series and trying to walk in yeah. and do something different. Well, like, suppose, like, um, when Seinfeld, you know, when. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld came up with the idea for Seinfeld, Seinfeld. a show about nothing. Greatest and they went into the network and they said hey we have the show this is the idea to, mm-hmm. and the network said you know what we have this property called Dick Van Dyke it's been running for <laughs> 70 years now you do the Dick Van Dyke reboot yeah, yeah we're Seinfeld. doing 70 years now and we would like you to play Dick right and we'll have uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus will play uh, his wife right and, but, you know, and you just sit there and go like, well, okay, how are we ever going to get a Seinfeld? How are we ever going to get a Breaking Bad? How are we ever going to get, like, how are we going to get, as a comic book company, how are we going to get the next new thing if right. we're constantly looking at Re-hashing. the yeah, thing in the past? And every once in a while, like, I'll talk to a comic book publisher and I'll say, you know, what if we create something new? And they say, well, you know, Scott, the new stuff, right? we can't sell the new stuff. Right. And I say, well, what's an example of the last new stuff that right. we tried to sell? Right. And never come up with an answer so well now now I, I guess that that means that it's not necessarily the artists that are rehashing 
it's you guys are looking for the next new idea, and you're trying to give it to them, and they're like, no, we better stay with you. You know, it's probably 50-50. I mean, I think there are people that are, you know, like, just as happy to, you know. Like, what I find interesting, too, is, like, whenever anybody gets on a book, you know, if you want to write Captain America, you want to write Captain America, you want to write Captain America, and then suddenly on your book, you suddenly are like, I want to do my Red Skull story, or I want to do my, you know, Baron Zemo story or something, and... Similarly, you know, Spider-Man, I mean, if I was ever in charge of Spider-Man, I would try to come up with a new rogues gallery. Right. But too often, you get Spider-Man, and this is my Dr. Octopus story, and this is my Rhino story, and this is my Green Goblin story, and it's like... You know, interesting. I mean, I, I, I read. I would love to see new rogues. Like, no, what's interesting? Right? There's that's, always, yeah. That's a fascinating idea because they always try and reinvent the character. Yeah, exactly. But there's, there's a never new reinvention, of Doc Ock and, right? And there's and never a reinvention of the rogues. Who would they go up against? That's a brilliant. idea. This is a I have simple and brilliant example. idea. I was reading. Uh, I was reading Captain America one time, mm-hmm. and somebody was plotting against Captain America. Again, and at the end, mm-hmm. the limousine pulled up, uh-huh. and you open up the limousine, and it was the Red Skull. No, you believe that? No, Again? unbelievable! Oh my god, it was incredible! And, and, I, I, sorry, I and they did it as a cliffhanger, like <laughs> like anybody's. I would have never go, guessed right? it was the Red Skull. Yeah. Is he also associated with the Nazi party? Well, actually, he was no. picking him up for the Christmas no. party because they've uh, <laughs> they've been hanging out so long. Yeah, <laughs> we've like we've got to like, come it. on, you know the drill. Remember that time. <laughs> So, so for so for you, it seems as if you're. I was telling uh, Chris Claremont the same thing. You guys, although you're legendary in the business, your minds for this stuff are is it going a mile a minute? And it seems like you guys have some of the most amazing ideas for these comic books. Yeah, and can it, you give us another million dollar idea? Well, you know what? If you could get out of the podcasting business and get into publishing, <laughs> I think we could work something. Out. <laughs> I think we'd all be rich. I think, I think so. publishers are just meant to be obstinate jerks. I think. Holes, so. I, I guess so. Right. You said that. I did not say <laughs> that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> I just said that. Not I read you. it off the post I just say all these pull <laughs> quotes are going to be Scott Lobdell said. Yeah, Scott Lobdell agrees with. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So when you look at with the current state of comic books, are there any names? Right now, out there, that impress you as far as their voice in the comic book. Let's get world? the Lobdell bump. Yes, that's what we're looking for. I am mm, going to edit that question out. Okay, because go ahead. I don't really. Know. You're still top dog. Well, I mean, I know it's not that. It's just that I don't know enough to like. No, sure, yeah. Highlight. I mean, I could say Rob Rob Kirkman, but that's sure. like, you know that would be too easy. So. Right. No, I mean, and he's yeah. here. Yeah, and, and he's here. standing right in front of us. No, no, no just- <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is that it's hard because if I don't say anything, then it seems like I don't have interest in other people. Sure, and, sure. And frankly, I don't. So. <laughs> but, Classic. But let's make sure that's... Yeah, uh, I'll edit okay. that right. Okay. <laughs> you make sure to amplify that, cut it as Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the That's going to be the ad for this interview, Scott Lobdell. I'm the only guy. <laughs> well, Scott, listen, you, you spent a lot of time with us, and we certainly do appreciate it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but where can we find you? Are you on social media? We know your no, Kickstarter not, is coming up. No, I'm not up. on social media. I have okay. no... Do you have directions number. to the cave? You have no phone number? Are you serious? I have serious? no phone number, and I don't, have, I don't even have an address. So <laughs> I'm pretty much... You're a so hermit. He's the Unabomber. He's I'm a, a ray. <laughs> I'm a ray. I have a cabin in the woods. What's your next manifesto do? <laughs> that's my genius manifesto. Oh, I'm so glad. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, there's no way to uh, get a hold of me or Good. to... Uh, 
you know. That's Other it. than fact, the senior, in fact, when we leave today, I'm taking down my Wikipedia page <laughs> just to make this one so big story. Anymore, that's right. uh, yeah, uh, and just know, watch no out links. on Kickstarter because the only way you can reach him, reach him is if you oh, send him tremendous amounts of money. Just send whatever money you can. Yes. That's the only way. I'm going to donate can. just so I can bother you. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hey Scott, yeah. I tell you what, um, uh, an absolute legend in the business shaped the the, uh, the Marvel Universe in an, a tremendous way. And uh, from two guys that really appreciate that, we thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Thank, thank you. you. And we thank you so much for what you've done for us, for us as kids, uh, for us as youngsters, because I wasn't a kid when I was reading your comics. I was a teen. Yeah, you're a creepy old dude. I was, I was a teen. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's how old I am. Uh, but I do definitely want to thank you. Please check out Scott's um, a Kickstarter. Where uh, It's going to be called Fourplex. Fourplex. It's going to be up in a couple of days. M O U S C. Don't look, don't look, don't look for him anywhere else because he's not there. If you see someone else who looks like me, I'm going to follow him after we leave the show. I'll laugh, guys. So don't worry. Uh, but uh, Scott, your uh, your tremendous talent and uh, your tremendous abilities have impacted our lives, and we certainly want to thank you for that. And thank you for coming on the show. Oh, please, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, uh, you so know, when much. You sent the limo. I was like, do you I get resist, in? Right? I was like, do I get in? Or then do you start I? Red Skull, and you're like, yeah. I'm like, I've seen. I see how. This <laughs> well, Scott, thank you so much, sir. We certainly do appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned, guys, because uh, coming up, we got more interviews uh, with legends like Mr. Lebdell. Uh, phenomenal stuff. Stay tuned right here on the Nerdwatch Podcast. Aloha.